That sounds good right now after what we just experienced, doesn't it? Grilling out, lawns being mowed, and pools opening. These are some of the things we expect with summer. <laughs> Welcome to the Matt Lee White Podcast Experience. A podcast that inspires its listeners to pursue their ambitions. As you can probably tell, my name is Matt Lee White. And I'm an arts manager and journalist. Brought to you every single weekday, I talk about travel tips and how you can make an impact within your industry. If you have any questions, all my info is in the description of this episode. I hope you enjoy the show. So, being totally honest, this is a quite political episode, I guess. So I'm just going to talk about my views on Brexit. I am not a politician. I am just like a 19-year-old dude who lives in the UK currently offering his opinion because I think there needs to be more of that. There's so many people on the news, uh, big podcast hosts, who are um, either American or like 60 years old, 50, 40 years old, whatever. But there aren't many people really my age talking about their opinions on the subject. And so I'd really love to just give my opinion on it. It is just my opinion. Um, Like, I am not the most educated person in the world, but obviously it affects me. It affects my country of the United Kingdom. And therefore, I feel it would be a really good topic to talk about. So I think, first of all, we just got to understand actually what is Brexit. So the European Union, which is often known as the EU, is a, I guess you could say like an economic partnership and political in some sense, which involves all the 28, well, 28 countries within the Euro- within Europe. Essentially, Brexit is the impending withdrawal of the United Kingdom from the European Union. We've been a part of it for a couple of decades now, I believe. Um, And so, yeah, on the 23rd of June 2016, a majority of British voters voted to support leaving the EU. And honestly, when this happened, I was gutted. Genuinely gutted. Because... I felt let down. The majority of people in my constituency, in my county, my basically my local area, um, I don't want to sound discriminative, but they're old people, they're very elderly, and a lot of them are just sort of wanting their country back the way it was 50, 60 years ago. And that's why they voted for Brexit, because they wanted to take control back of their borders. They wanted to be isolated, like an isolationist version of the United Kingdom. And I think anybody knows that's just not going to happen. Like, it's not going to be that extreme, no matter what. And so I believe that they voted for Brexit just to hold on to their past memories. They wanted that to happen again, and... Okay, yeah, sure, I feel empathy for them. 
They had good times back then, but the world has evolved, at least I certainly think so. We now have really good political, economic and trade ties with the majority of the countries around the world, actually. I think it's pretty impressive. I'd say, yeah, every single continent we have brilliant relationships with, whether it's the United States, Brazil, Australia, South Africa, um, Japan, wherever. Um, we are now very much a globalist economy. We are very much focused on trading around the world. It's very important and integral to our economy. And so saying that they want control back of their borders 100%, they don't want immigration to the extent it is now, I just feel as if they're not wanting to accept the way that the world has evolved. There are many, many amazing people who have immigrated to the United Kingdom from other countries. For example, within the NHS, within hospitality industries, entertainment industries, pretty much every single industry you can imagine, there's immigrants who are wanting to pursue their ambition of working in the UK and making a living for themselves, and they're doing exactly that, and so I have respect for them, actually, more than anything. And so, yeah, I think it's quite important to be able to realise what's happening. I feel let down by my country, I guess. For voting for others. Okay, yeah, sure, some people had their reasons, that was totally fine. Uh, for example, there was a bus which was made very well known going around the country. It was called a battle bus, supporting the Leave campaign. And it basically, I can't remember the exact figure, so you'll have to excuse me. Um, but it was basically something like, we are giving £150 million a week to the EU, let's give that to our NHS instead. National Health Service. And the day after the Brexit referendum, Nigel Farage, one of the key leaders in that Leave campaign, when the result was announced, he admitted that that money would not be donated to the NHS. And so people were misled within that campaign, 100%. Um, and also people were just clinging on to their memories of old times, I guess, of the 1940s, 50s, 60s, whatever. And yeah, I feel let down. Um, I always wanted to travel to another country. Um, and it was in the back burner of my mind. It was very much something that I thought maybe I'll do in a few years. When the whole Brexit process was announced, it was like, Maybe I should find somewhere else to live a little bit sooner. Maybe I should go out and explore the world and see if there's anywhere else I like other than the United Kingdom. And so I began researching places to potentially go to. I have a lot of family in Australia. So I ended up going there for a few months. I think it was about five, six months. And that would have been... August 2017, so 
pretty much just a year after the referendum. Um, and yeah, I liked it a lot. I'm actually going to New Zealand very soon as well, later this year, probably around November, December time, go hop over to Australia first, so. But I just think it's definitely something that myself, and I don't want to speak for everybody, but a lot of the younger population of the United Kingdom feel let down by. I think that it's definitely stupid in some sense. To, I mean, the whole issue of a referendum, that was no problem at all. But I think that the misinformation on both sides, I'm not just blaming the Leave campaign here, the misinformation of both sides allowed people to make a not very good judgment of what they wanted. They didn't know exactly what Brexit would entail. They didn't know exactly what remaining in the European Union would entail. And so, yes, I definitely think that there should be a second referendum, but I'll touch on that later in the episode. So, I'm just going to go over my thoughts on free movement, because that's a massive part of the EU. So, basically, if you live in the United Kingdom, as an example, right now, I, or any other citizen, have unlimited rights to be able to go over to Spain, France, Germany, any country within the EU and literally live there tomorrow. No visa, no nothing. Just a plane ticket and hopefully enough funds to live there. That's all. And that's part of the free movement within the European Union. There are no passport border controls within the Schengen zone. And so you can literally travel from Spain to France, France to Italy, without having to show your passport or anything. But yeah, I just think it's really cool having the whole aspect of free movement. Because I'm someone who likes travelling, and there's a lot of people in the European Union who want to come to the UK. Likewise, there's people in the UK who want to go to the EU. Like, it's a two-way thing. I do think people should have the rights to study, live and work in another country within the EU if they really want to. Brexit may just be the prequel to what will happen if people start seeing that they can just leave the European Union. You're not just restricting the free movement of people. You're restricting the movement of people's hopes, their dreams and their ambitions and... That's not something I particularly advocate. So, Theresa May, the current UK Prime Minister, I say current because her premiership will definitely be ending within the next 12 months, probably, 12 to 18 months. Um, And basically, yeah, Theresa May, she created the so-called Checkers Plan. Essentially, it is her ambition of what Brexit will look like post when... The United Kingdom leaves the European Union. Now, as part of this, she proposed a common rule book for goods to enable 
frictionless trade between Britain and the European Union after Brexit, along with a facilitated customs arrangement to remove the need for extra border checks. However, the chief negotiator for the EU has called this completely unacceptable. Um, I'm not really educated on the whole customs check things. I'm not going to go into detail about it. You can just Google it yourself. Um, but I just feel as if there needs to be a lot more negotiation, a lot more compromise from both sides. After all, we shouldn't be able to just cherry-pick different rules and arrangements from the EU and just say, look, look, we want this. That's not how it works. Either we're in or out, we're not half pregnant. And so, yeah, I definitely think that we need to have a lot more negotiation. I feel that a Norway-style agreement would be actually pretty beneficial like if that ended up being what happens after Brexit, I'd be actually reasonably comfortable with it. Essentially, we would remain in the single market. So frictionless trade, free movement of people, that kind of stuff. Um, however, we would not be in the European Union. So we'd still be able to make up our own rules, whatever. Um, and so, yeah, I feel like that would be the best option when you look at everything however I believe Downing Street has already said that it won't happen because it would be I quote a betrayal of the British people's vote um so yeah that's definitely a shame I guess because that would work well for pretty much all sides but of course you have the elderly people you have the really hard uh, right-leaning Brexiteers who want full control of their borders, they want more control over immigration and whatever. And so, honestly, although it'd be nice, it's just not going to happen. At least that's what I feel. And as much as it hurts to say this, my prediction is that there will not be a deal between the EU and the UK by the deadline day. Earlier in this episode, I talked about the possibility of a second referendum. And look, a number of politicians within Downing Street and just around the UK, and also celebrities, have added their voice to growing calls for a second referendum. However, once again, Theresa May's just rejected it as a betrayal of the vote. I'm currently recording this on September 8th. Uh, just a few days ago, the Mayor of Manchester backed a second Brexit vote if there was a no-deal scenario. But warned it could trigger social unrest. Now... I definitely think that it would trigger social unrest from the people who voted for Brexit because it would feel like they've been betrayed that people are voting again when they've already voted for it. But, it's quite a big but. As I said earlier, we were very misinformed back in June 2016 when we did the vote. 
And so I think that a vote is definitely would do the United Kingdom justice, the people of the United Kingdom justice as to what Brexit will look like. Because what's happening right now, we didn't vote for that. We voted to leave the European Union. Then there's been so many troubles caused because of this whole thing, like we got a potential hard border in Northern Ireland between the Republic of Ireland. We've got problems with customs. Oh, and we've also got Gibraltar. We've got so many problems right now. It's bedlam. It's chaos. It's ridiculous. And so, yeah, I think that a second referendum would certainly do well. And if people voted for Brexit again, then everybody else can just shut up. I'll shut up. And so will everybody else who voted to remain because that would be the final vote of the British people. But I think not to have a vote would be disrespectful of the original one because we were misinformed. The people who run the campaigns were purposely misinforming other people. And so now that we have a lot more of the facts, I think it would be a much better idea to vote on either a deal with the EU, no deal with the EU, or to remain with the European Union. I think that would be the best way forward. But as I said, look, this is just my thoughts, my opinions. I'm sure a lot of what I said, or at least parts of it, is probably incorrect. But this is just what I've learned, and I'm just an ordinary guy, so don't try and criticise me just because of that. I'm just saying what I believe in, and you guys, you can do exactly the same. Like, I respect your opinions, it's just that this is just my opinion. I've got my opinion, and you've got yours, and I think that no matter what we believe in, we just learn to respect each other's. Anyway, this is just... My Thoughts on the World, episode one, and thank you for listening. Thank you for listening to the podcast. If you enjoyed the episode, pass it on to a friend. I'm trying to get the New Zealand Prime Minister on as a guest someday, so Jacinda, let's make it happen. <laughs>